0: During worship, we were singing that song, Alpha and Amiga, and
1: I had a prophetic word for someone. And the Lord said, I'm already in your destiny, I'm waiting there for you. But you've just been given notice that it's terminal. And the Lord said, I am eternal, it's not terminal. Thank you, Lord, for that word. That you are Alpha and Amiga And then our destiny is in you. Our future is in you. Our today is in you.
0: So Jesus has been taking us on a journey on our 50th anniversary, going back to our roots. And 50 and roots just happened to coincide. And so just to remind you, in the late 60s, Dennis Norton was lying in hospital, dying with half of one lung. And the Lord healed him. Healing. He married his nurse, went home, and started a prayer meeting. Prayer. Healing and prayer. The prayer meeting grew and turned into a Bible study. The word, healing, prayer, the word. And now that takes us to February of 1971 when Jonathan and Jane, who were fresh out from uh, the UK, took over the leadership of this Bible study, called it the church at Asagai, and we were born on the 6th of February, 71. And their mandate was to rediscover what the New Testament church looks like. Healing, which is the supernatural, prayer, the word, and the New Testament church. Those form the foundation of Sarepta. So Jesus walks into his dad's house. He walks into the temple and sees that it is a marketplace. There's buying and selling. There's goats and turtle doves. There's coins and money being exchanged. There's chaos. And he comes fresh from his father's house because Jesus always spent time with his dad. And and he he was faced with what should not be. But they didn't know that this should not be because they were born into that. Their dads were doing that and their granddads and generations before, um, the church had morphed into what it now looked like. How have we morphed? He drew aside, he didn't lose his rag, he drew aside and went and crafted a whip. He didn't go in and lose it in a rage. Jesus always knows what he's doing and he is not random and he behaves with intention and purpose. And his words were, my father's house is a house of prayer. And now we find ourselves at the tail end of Alexander's four-part series on prayer. And wherever we look, Alan and I spend a lot of time Um, listening to sermons of people that we love, like Bill Johnson and Corey Russell and Michael Miller of Upper Room and Michael Koulianis of Jesus Image and End. And they're all talking about prayer. And we've landed on prayer, not because of them. I want to point that out because it's important. We're all speaking the same language, so clearly Holy Spirit is up to something. And we are being brought back to our roots. Session three of Alexander Fenter, which was now two weeks ago, he spoke about a quiet time. Do you remember? He said, leave your phone outside. And I kind of um, cringed because I'm not good with not doing. He encouraged us to just go and be with Jesus, leave everything else outside and practice the one-on-one, face-to-face, eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart, ear-to-ear. And I'm not good with this. And once again, the Lord has showed me that I am such a Martha. I need to do. When I have my quiet time, I must have my computer (laughs) because I have to take notes. I need my phone to make lists. I have to do. Can anyone relate? I have to do. I'm a doer before I'm a beer. And so the Monday morning after uh, after, um, Alexander's um, word, I went into the study. And it was kind of a big deal for me. My heart was pounding. I left my computer. I left my iPad. I left my phone. I left my notes. (sighs) It's just you and me, Lord. Oh, but first, sorry, I have to make this phone call. And I have to do this now because the clock is ticking. Tomorrow morning is my son's birthday. And we are going to go to a restaurant where they have an amazing special. For the record, the special is still going. It's at Hassar's Grill in Kloof. Every Tuesday you get to go for 350 rand per couple for a starter and a main. And then pudding is a glass of melted chocolate that God made in heaven. And a bottle of wine is thrown in there as well. It's pretty good, 350 rand per couple. So we're taking Ant and his wife for his birthday and Alan and I, and we are going to spend 700 rand, which we don't have. And we don't, we always like to tip generously. So we were going to spend probably about a thousand rand, which we didn't have, but we couldn't not because we love our boy. So I said, sorry, Lord, I just got to make this phone call. And I booked. And then I put the phone on the desk. It was not outside. And I began to dwell on the greatness of my Jesus. I began to dwell on what he has shown me in his word. I'm taking a chronological trip through the Bible. Starting in Genesis and then going to Job, carrying on with Genesis because Job was a contemporary of Abraham I'm reading the books of the Bible in the order in which they were written cuz I'm a context girl I love context give me all the details ellen's like headlines headlines I'm no 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 give me the color give me all the color so I've been in Genesis and Exodus Exodus is just swimming in 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 wonder that's really good swimming in wonder. I mean, he did stuff. The Lord did stuff and they, they got used to it. He showered Egypt in plagues and hail and storms and death and boils. And then he took his people out and opened the Red Sea and followed, led them with a, with a cloud and and with fire by night, and even he fed them on the ground every morning. He's, he <laughs> and they complained. What does God look like in our lives today that is supernatural and amazing? And we overlook it. What did the, what did the first rain look like? Oh, water is coming down from the sky. And for us, that's just normal. Look at the colors of the rainbow. And for us, we're like, oh, there's another rainbow. What is amazing about God that we've become used to? So I got trashed in my quiet time as I began to simply ponder on the wonder of God. How he made the earth and the greatness of him that now dwells inside of me. What is that? I'd been reading about how Moses was instructed to make the temple and it's this and it's that and all the details are exact because he wanted to be with his people. But we're on the other side of the cross and now we are that temple. This is awesome. And we get used to it. So now I feel compelled to do what Alexander is telling us to do. And it's to go to a psalm to read it. Are we all following Alexander? Have we heard his messages? He's taking us now through the psalms. So I think I'm just going to pick up my phone because I don't have a Bible (laughs) with me. Because I want to read and pray this particular psalm. And as I pick up my phone, here is a message for me from Anthony's best friend. And the message says, Hey, Milan, I've just been in contact with Simone, Anne's wife. I wanted to know if she was going to take him out for dinner because I'd like to pay for it. But then she told me that you and Elle are taking them out for dinner, so I'd like to cover the whole bill. And in that moment... My quiet time became super personal and intimate because I just felt Jesus showing me who he is to me. And I could have so easily overlooked that. Oh, cool. Yay. Anyway, let's go to Psalm. But I felt the presence of God. And this message is for two things. It's to encourage you and push you into the word and prayer And number two, when you feel him walk into the room, stop and notice. It's very easy to not because we get used to God. Now he's in the room, whatever. I wonder what's for lunch. God is in the room and I am his temple. Let's honor that. And it looks messy. And it's worth it.
2: Good morning, Sarepta. And um, thank you, Milene, for, for what you've just shared. Um, I'm not like Milene. <laughs> so it's amazing what the Lord has actually touched me. And I love, she just loved the details, by the way. And and, and going through to a A little details by details. Praise God for that. (laughs) I'm just all over the moon. So if I'm all over, remember that God has created me the way I am. Um, And actually, there's this word we're just going to share about the prayer. And this is deeply touched from Alexander, but... This is what happened to me in this time and when I'm just in a quiet time and on speaking to God. I felt when I look at South Africa and everyone just wearing the mask around, we are not allowed to communicate with God. Looks like we have been told to shut down and I know with the regulations and with everything. But through Alexander just sharing I actually have this sense. The Lord can see our lips moving all the time. The Lord can hear our heart. That means let's not look at the symbols of the mask around us. And we don't think that God does not hear us. God hears every time when we come to him. Even when we're worshiping here. The Lord still fills that worshiping even when you're wearing our mask. So I always just close my eyes and say, Lord, I know that even when it looks like I've got the mask and nobody can see that I'm worshiping you, but you do see me. And you are always with us. And you always loved us. And I know the time being, God will heal this world. We'll be out of this mask in Jesus' name. And we'll be able to still share the gospel. This is not the end of it. But I trust God that the gospel, it will keep going even when we own this mask. So that is just what it's been in my heart. But I just come up with something deeply touched me in the praying moment. I think I'm coming to confess with everyone in the church because they, this thing which has been very difficult for me when I'm praying and I don't know how to pray I don't know if, most of us we have an extended families and my extended families, my family members all died but I have an extended families and which is so hard sometimes when you come to God and say Lord these people they just don't behave the way you want them. (laughs) They're just so difficult. How do you pray? And do you go to your quiet time and say, Lord, smash them. (laughs) Smash them. They don't want to listen. And they don't want to go according to your will. And I don't know if anyone relates. We have an extended families. Sometimes they just don't behave where you expect them that they can go in God's will. And we don't know how do we deal with that. And for me, it's been a a big thing because when I go to my prayer, I wanted to pray for my family. And I wanted to be able, for the generation that I have, that my grandmother actually taught me one thing, that Zolane whatever you're coming through, the solution is to go to God and pray. And we couldn't, uh, if I can go in the content of the African culture, if things goes wrong in your life, you have to go to Sangomas, you have to do something which is, is going to assist you to live a better life. And that's why there's so much sacrifice because they don't think before they can just come to him as they are. They don't think that you don't have to be able to your quiet time and Alexander said, one thing that I love, don't come with that, oh Lord Jesus, with those British. Come and tell him as you are. I don't, I'm tired of this, God. I want you to come in this town, And don't Actually hold something. I'm learning to start impressing the emotions. And even when I'm rejoicing, don't rejoice and say, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for... Thank you, Jesus! Yeah, thank you, be happy. Be excited for what he has done. Because the problem is this. We wanted to come and so polite. And we actually thinking, this is not sin. But God knows exactly what are you going through? So, I've been taking these moments, going back, and, and, and say, God, with my extended families, they are, this is not fair. <laughs> this is not fair, and this is how I felt, and I don't want it to hide anything because I think he knows everything about me and about my ex- extended families. And Tom, we're just praying. And then as soon as I was going out and I know the enemy is waiting to say, Ha Zolani, you've been praying for your extended families, I'll come and make you to disturb you in not actually focusing on them. You must actually look at me to see what I can do to your extended families. Don't look at them. Look at me. If you look at me, I'm the one that could be able to make them live the way you want them to live. To be able to be in counter, don't actually force things. They will find me. Only you need to pray. Pray that every single moment, they will find you. They will walk with you. So, you don't worry about them because I think you tend to trust yourself that they can be fixed and they can live the godly way. Don't trust you. Trust me so I can be able to live. So I'm learning. It's a challenge. It's not something that I think it will go easy by the day. But I'm learning every single day not just to pray for my families, but as well for the neighbors around. Because it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's so hard. It's so hard. But I'm in this stage where I'm saying, Lord, teach me to be able to practice those things. Teach me to be patient. Teach me to come to you and tell you what I am going through. What is the differences in my life? So it either I can be able to sit in my quiet time and listen to him as well. Which is, Milan just said, it's very difficult. We're all busy thinking about the kids, thinking about what to do. And by the way, where I'm living, I actually made an excuse. I said, Lord, you know that I'm living in one room so far. I don't have a time to pray, and then I need to go to the church. And the Lord told me, that is a, an excuse. You can go to your car, find a place where you can be encountered with me. It's not about the situation, but it's about making time to meet with me. And it touched me because I have a, a little, the house is about finished. And then I have a toilet. And that's where I have an awesome time with God there. (laughs) God speaks to me. I speak to him. And I love it. I love it. But this is the scriptures, which is Psalms 33, which is actually one the Lord spoke to me on that time. Psalms 33, it says, put the plans off the Lord stand firm forever. The purpose of his heart through all generations. I don't want to put my plans, but I want to put God's plans. And the problem, where we discovered, we always want to put our plan first before God. And if he talks the generations here, I'm teaching my children that we can pray together And we can be able to know how to communicate with our Father. And I just love Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to leave the heaven now. I don't want to expect that I should die. And it's amazing. I was at the funeral yesterday. And to see people... They think you're going to leave heaven when you're dead. That's not true. You leave heaven now. I'm learning. I'm in a progress. And I'm very touched. In terms of, I thought I knew a lot when it comes to prayer. But I'm in a progress of, I want to walk with him. I want to actually, even when I'm going to shops, I remember Henry Dunkel. He used to say that, people that think he's crazy in their shop when he's just talking to his father. But I want to have the same thing where I can, wherever I am, I can be able to speak to him, and I can be able to pray. And I thank the Lord, and I'm always grateful that we've been teaching to pray through psalms, through the scriptures, because sometimes we always think it's all about me. I want to just tell God what I'm going through with the personal things. Lord, I want this done, this done, this done, this done, and then I want this to be done. But if I, I can be able, just communicating and preaching and praying in scripture, that's what I've learned. Amen.
1: Thank you, Milan and Zelani. So the the challenge, which uh, Alexander has thrown out and has come out again this morning, is this uh, this prayer. This I want to walk with God. I want to talk with Him. Uh, and where and how. And there's times to draw aside into the, the study and, and leave the phone behind. And there's times for Zelani to, you know, he's, he lives in one room at the moment. And uh, it's, hard, it's hard to get, a, get, get when you've got uh, three children in one room. It's not easy. There's, there's no peace. There's no quiet. There's little Zoe who, who kind of makes a noise. How old is she? Two now, two and a half. Two, yeah. So th- there, there's a lot of energy in, in, that, in that little house. And yet, we are called to fight for time with the Lord. Because when we come to prayer, it's about... Prayer It's about uh, talking with God. It's about being in His presence. about, actually, Lord, what's on your heart? And I think that came across quite clearly with Alexander. And so, he gave us something, some real practical tools. And for me, one of the good practical tools he gave was us to start praying the Scriptures... And I will share that probably again next week, uh, but just to, just to let the scriptures, uh, as you read them, and read them aloud, this is my encouragement again, read the scriptures aloud, and then start praying them back, like I did when I came to that uh, uh, in Job, where it said, uh, my Redeemer lives, I know this, that my Redeemer lives. So don't just skip over that, that's a powerful verse. There's a there's a response to that as we realize and we know that our Redeemer lives. Our response is, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you do that you do live. And you might be at a place where uh, it might be you don't feel that He's alive. But uh, and 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 that's okay. That's why I love the Psalms. The Psalms are sometimes God seems to have left and 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 David is is like uh, in, in the pits of despair and that's okay but as as and, and you can admit that to i say lord where are you i think you've i think you've lost i think you've gone out the room and then come back to the scripture come back and he, and come back to it, it says i know my redeemer lives lord make that a reality in my life what i want to in my life i want what the scripture says about you and me and the Scripture says some magnificent things about us. It says uh, that you, that we are His children. We no longer slaves to fear. We that's we, we we're now are children of God. Isn't that a, isn't that an amazing thought? We I think we'll end a, end with that song. If I can ask the, the, the worship team to, to come up. But we we that's what we, we are called to, to 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 declare over our lives. What the scripture says about us, not what uh, CNN says about us, not what uh, the, the media says about us. Our identity, your identity is uh, wrapped up in Jesus. And my Redeemer lives. As you've come out today, we all, every day is a risk coming out in the modern world, it's a risk. But we can come out, why? Because my Redeemer lives. And we can find, for me, the, the key is letting the, the, my inner life, my, I mean, I know we talk about quiet times, my, the, the times where Zelani and, and Milan, it, it's, it's out of that that I live and move and have my being, out of my walk with Jesus. If you want to be effective, if you want to reach the lost, the first thing you and I have to be is uh, walking with him, talking with him asking Him to show us who in our day are are you going to bring across my path that I can make a difference with. I went to my physio this week and she's been struggling with some health issues and she was uh, doing something on my knee and I said, can I pray for you? And I just prayed for her in her situation and the the anxiety that she was experiencing and some of uh, the issues that she was experiencing in her body. I just prayed for her. That's what we, we need to be we need to be listening to God, hearing God's voice as we walking and talking and so prayer is walking and talking all day, walking and talking with Jesus. Yes, we come and we have a prayer meeting uh, and prayer meetings and that's wonderful it's wonderful where two or three gather you know what it says in the Old Testament somewhere uh, you know a few put a uh, few hundred to 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 flight, but if you have a whole lot of you, uh, if you have twenty, you put ten thousand. It's an exponential thing as we pray together. So let's be excited. Let's be excited about this talking with the Lord, because He is our Heavenly Father. It's lovely. It says it starts off, "Our Father, Abba, Dad." Know that today, people know that the Lord wants you to talk with Him, and so let's. Uh, Let's stand and let's close with this, with this song. Because you might not feel at this place today. You might not even feel like you're a child of God. But if you have asked Jesus into your heart and you have confessed Him as your Lord and Savior, then He is walking, he is walking with you. Then you are saved. And you are a child of God. And that fear, that fear which, when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and 3 o'clock in the morning and that fear which seems to creep out of the, uh, behind the curtains and come and want to strangle you has no part of you so let's declare that this morning let's declare that as we sing this song as he gives us this humility in our hearts that as we worship him that uh, we are child, child children of God Lord Jesus I thank you I thank you for each person here today and I declare over your lives and I ask Holy Spirit that he would show you that you are a child of God and when we know that it's not just a head knowledge but a heart knowledge that changes everything, every dynamic as Mark's word was. He is our destiny. He is the, the alpha and the Omega, and we are with them always. Thank you Jesus. May heaven come. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven.